It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Here's what's cooking on an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking NFL as the week approaches. All kinds of news to discuss. College football games this week. And we're going to preview the Major League Baseball World Series. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Well, I figured you were, uh, even though it hasn't gone the way you wanted it to. Hockey season has started. Uh, We won't talk too much about it to bore our our listeners. We don't really have a big hockey base listening to us. And that one guy we did have didn't appreciate us talking about hockey. So, um, (laughs) but uh, everything else is rolling along too. Um, uh, We heard about a passing of a Nashville legend in the sports world joe biddle uh used to have a uh thing in the newspaper beat biddle uh every week and uh you could pick games and things like that many many moons ago passed away uh today so i uh, hate to hear that but uh there's been a lot more i was gonna say positive news in sports but honestly there's been a lot of negative news in sports this week hasn't there Yes. Yeah. There, there, it's like I said, there's a lot going on. All the different sports were going on and a lot, a lot happening. Everything is happening. You're right right now. So, uh, we've got NBA is started, um, NHL, MLB still going NFL, college football, college basketball tips off. I think tomorrow for some teams next week for every team. Um, so there's a lot of stuff happening. We're going to focus mainly football and baseball here today. And let's start with our NFL coverage, dad, because there's plenty of of things happening in the NFL and plenty of things happening with quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Uh, let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. They made the announcement this this week. At first, it came across as, well, Matt Ryan's injured, uh, so they're going to move on to the next guy. But then they came out and said, no, this move is for the rest of the season. Uh, Matt Ryan is not going to start a quarterback anymore. And I heard today on Dan Patrick that, uh, that there's a lot of financial implications to that for the Colts as well. By not playing Matt Ryan anymore, they're going to save like $17 million. Um this Colts quarterback move, are you surprised by it, and how did you take it? Well, um, yes, I'm surprised. I mean, I we have talked about it. I thought Matt Ryan would have a good year. This would be a great place for him, but it's not working, and it's not, you know, the, the Colts are not doing well uh, on the heels of last year. So I guess it makes sense um, to make a change. I mean, it, it, they definitely don't have the, you know, the situation worked out there. And I think they're past being able to have a successful season. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised because uh, I don't know, but you know, they have an answer there right now, more than likely they would acquire a quarterback, you know, through the draft or somewhere else. But, um, but yeah, they're, I, I was surprised a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you got a guy in Sam Ellinger who was drafted by the Colts, is it two years ago now? I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. I think it was last year. The year before was the Washington State quarterback. Um, so, But he's been around. He's been there. They've seen him in practice. He actually had a decent preseason, uh, if I remember correctly. So Matt Ryan's arm seems shot. It looks like his career's done. I'm not sure that we'll see Matt Ryan throw another pass in the NFL. And uh, and now Sam Ellinger gets his chance, and he's going – Ellinger gets his chance, and he's going up against Taylor Heineke in Washington this week. So game one, that Washington defense is pretty decent. What's the expectation for Indianapolis for the rest of the season? Are they still competing for the division, do you think? Or do you think now it's just the Titans to lose? Yeah, I I think it's the Titans to lose. I don't think they're competing for the division. You know, Jacksonville's there doing well. And, um, you know, the the Texans, while they haven't won a lot of games, are competitive too. And it just doesn't seem like Indianapolis is going to be able to, to make a move unless they really have a turnaround. Yeah, I mean, right now, Tennessee leads the division 4-2. and two. Indianapolis is 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Jacksonville is 2-5. and five. And Houston won four and one at the end of the pack there. I think Indy still has a chance because I don't think Tennessee's that good. Um, yes, they're four and two, but I don't think they're that good. So I think there's still a chance. I think there's a chance Jacksonville actually makes a run at the division. Um, they're going to have to start that run right now, but, uh, we'll talk about them when we get to our pick sixes here in a little bit. Uh, it's an interesting move. It's sad to see Matt Ryan's career kind of go this direction. I thought he would be a good addition, but let's face it, Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers didn't work. Carson Wentz didn't work. Now Matt Ryan didn't work. The best thing for you to do is to go young and take a shot at the young young level, whether that's Sam Ellinger or whether that's drafting somebody this year. Um, I think that's the way you have to go if you're Indianapolis now. Another interesting quarterback battles in New England, Mac Jones, gets pulled. Supposedly, that was the plan. Zappi comes in. He gets two touchdowns. They still get blown out, still get get beat. Um, and, of course, Bill Belichick's not telling us anything. So um, how do you feel about that quarterback situation in New England? Is it Should it be Mac Jones, or has Bailey Zappi earned his right to, to have his opportunity? 
Um, I mean, I would think it would be Mac Jones. That's what it would look like it is. I've heard I think he's going to be the starter this week. Um, so we we will see. You know, again, I, I, I don't know a lot about the inner workings there from what you – and like you said, Belichick doesn't give us much information. But uh, from what it sounds like, it's just, you know, Jones is frustrated with some things. Um, you know, there's been a lot said about the situation in New England, not naming an offensive coordinator, you know, um, supposedly that may be a problem. Uh, a quarterback needs to have some coach that he has a relationship with uh, there. And, of course, it's not going to be Belichick. So, um, you know, I, maybe there's been some problems there. And, again, you know, if he is really questioning the situation, that doesn't always go well in New England either. But, um, you know, I think he has the talent and ability, so we'll see how it goes the next couple of weeks. If there's any place where a uh, high draft pick, a quarterback, could get benched for a late-round quarterback, it's New England. Um, and just for the sake of Bill Belichick's trying to show everybody how smart he is and saying, hey, man, I'm so smart, I drafted this kid uh, late in middle of the draft, and uh, and I saw that potential from the get-go. I knew he was better than Mac Jones. So, you know, will that be the case? I don't know. Uh, but I would assume if Mac Jones loses his job to Bailey Zappi, there are teams that will be interested in acquiring Mac Jones in the offseason, uh, trying to bring him over to their team as well. Uh, let's talk about Green Bay for a minute. Uh, rough, rough go of things here as of late. Uh, losing to teams they should not lose to both New York teams and Washington. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of turmoil right now. It's a lot of fodder talking about what's going on in Green Bay. Uh, I had a conversation on social media today. Somebody thought that uh, LaFleur should be on the hot seat. I said, that's that's crazy. And they said, well, why shouldn't he be on the hot seat? I was like, he's, he's won a minimum of 13 games every year as a head coach. Starting off three and four is not, not reason to put a guy on a hot seat. Uh, I think we have time time to give him at the very least. But, Dad, the Packers, I mean, what's going on? It's it's not working what they're doing. No, and um, it, it, you kind of scratch your head and look because I they do have talent. Um, they have had some injuries, and they don't have – they are relying on some young guys, and uh, they have not come through yet. Um, I don't think, like you said, I don't think LaFleur needs to be on the hot seat. Um, you know, I, I try to keep up with the situation a lot and listen to a lot of the interviews and stuff that comes out of there. And, um, I mean, you know, he's proved he's a good coach, and I think he's handling the situation the right way. It is early in the year. Now, again, you know, a couple more games. And the tough thing is this week, you know, they're going to Buffalo, and that's not probably the best thing. Uh, in the situation they're at. But if they were to happen to win this game, that would change a lot. And I think confidence, I think a lot of the young guys are playing with a lot of pressure. Um, and I think if things, you know, could get flowing, uh, that would help. They do have veterans. They do have veteran leadership. The veterans have not seemed to, you know, be dissenting at this point. Um there, you know, Roger, some people were critical of how he's trying to motivate people, but I think he has not given up um, on people and has tried, you know, tried to help there. They, you know, they just need a game and um, 
where things go right. You know, they've had they have had ill time penalties, penalties that should not have been committed. They've had a lot of dropped passes. Um, I don't know all the technical part. There's been some, I guess, routes run and things that weren't there. But again, you know, they catch the passes. And to me, even on the defense, the defense has potential, but it's always bad when you drop an interception. And they've had several balls that could have been intercepted that they dropped, and that changes the flow of the game. So I don't know. They need to get things back on track. I, I, to me, it's not like they don't have talent or they, it's not where they don't have it in the right positions. It's just a matter of, um, you know, of it coming together the right way. And I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of tenseness, both with the coaches, the assistant coaches, um, and to some extent, the players. Um, so it'll be real interesting to see this game. You know, it's a national game um, against a very good team on the road. Um, so I think it'll it, it it'll be interesting to see how they if they can rebound on this week. Well, the defense has been a problem. It was supposed to be really good, and it's not. Uh, you say they dropped interception. I mean, that's that's why they play defense, right? Because they can't catch. Uh, so. You know, no, it hurts when you drop interceptions, but the defense has not lived up to what they were supposed to be. There have been highlights. Uh, the rookie that they drafted, uh, first, the linebacker out of Georgia, he's played really good. Uh, but there have also been low points in, in this season. Offensively, you're right. The drops happen. But if you go back in the Packers history, young receivers have always dropped passes in Green Bay. Um, yeah. almost every single one of them, not all of them, but uh, most of them. And so I think that's an issue that you're going to have to, that has, you have to give time to come through those things. They have gotten open. That's a big thing. That's in the past when Devontae Adams was injured, we didn't have guys that would get open and they are getting open. They're just not catching the passes. That's a problem. They have very little time to fix it though, dad. Minnesota's five and one in the division. Uh, you don't want to get too much separation there. And we look at the wild card race. You got the Giants are, are six and one. The Cowboys are five and two. They just got their quarterback back last week. So that wild card race is going to be a hard one too. So they're going to have to get things rolling quickly or it's going to be too late for them. Um, any at all thought of it's time to move to Jordan Love? No, I don't see where that would help. And I, I don't think that would, I don't think there's time to do that. I think if they get to a point where they're going to give up on the year, which I don't think they're going to do at any point because of the leadership and everything, then maybe you would play Jordan Love. But I don't think he gives a, I mean, I, I don't think Rogers has, has been the problem. Now, again, he does have an injured thumb. He could have some injury issues where Jordan Love would have to play, but I don't, I don't don't see where that would help at all in you know with the problems that they're having I think Aaron Rodgers is part of the problem and by that I mean it's not his his ability it's just that all the mental stuff it's just weird he just do it did so many odd things over the last two years I think it's played a toll and I think that he's having issues with these young guys I'm not sure that he knows how to motivate them I think he's trying to I'm not sure if these guys are going to be motivated the same way that guys in the past had been. That being said, I don't think it's time to move on from Rodgers either. I also don't think they need to trade Love. I think they need to hold on to him because I do think he is the future in Green Bay at quarterback just from what we've seen this year, especially in preseason from him this year. Just looked a lot better. It looked like he's finally clicking with things. 
but trade deadlines next week, Dad. Um, you know, what kind of offer would you take uh, to get Jordan Love out? Maybe it's a place like Indianapolis, um, a place like Washington, maybe, um, or a place like maybe even Seattle, even though they're rolling right now. Well, I, I don't think they would want, you know, to get rid of him. So I think if they were going to, they would really have to get something substantial, either, you know, a high draft pick or multiple, you know, good draft picks. I don't know if they could get a first round pick, but, you know, could they get a couple seconds? Uh, is there another player on that team that they could use? Uh, I, I think Green Bay would have to come out of this looking very good, Um you're not going to trade trade. You couldn't break even. You're not going to trade Jordan love for picks because that doesn't help. Now, um, if they trade Jordan love or anybody, it's going to be to help now. So that means you're trading Jordan love for a wide receiver. Like, uh, I don't know, DK Metcalf. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, or Michael Pittman. I saw that name pop up today. Um, that's kind of what you'd be looking at. You would not be looking at picks because, Rodgers would go through the roof if they traded. You're not going to trade the future for the future, right? You're not going to trade Jordan Love for the future because he's supposed to be the future. So you're trading Jordan Love if you do it for the present. I don't think he gets moved. I don't think the Packers do anything substantial at the trade deadline. Um, they're typically going to bring in these these receivers that don't. It's it's probably going to be a waste, whatever they do, if they make a trade. I'd be shocked if they made a good trade um, and something that's actually going to help this team this year. But I've been shocked before. Speaking of trades, the Jets lose running back Brees Hall. and My fantasy team loses Brees Hall as well uh, to a season-ending injury. They go out and get James Robinson from Jacksonville. Michael Carter, of course, is still there also. So they kind of go with a one-two punch there and, and add to their depth at running back. The Eagles go out and get Robert Quinn from Chicago uh, for a fourth-round draft pick. The Eagles trying to bolster their run, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles trying to get bolster their run as well. Um, any either of those tree trades pique your interest and anything that you're expecting with the trade deadline next week? Um, well, I, I think the Jets trade was very good. I think Robinson really fits in um, in that spot. And again, the Jets are really doing well. They're on a move. So I think they needed to get someone. And I think that could be um, a real good move for them. Obviously, the Eagles, um, you know, bolstering their defense. Um, is a good thing, you know, Chicago, are they going to have a little bit of a fire sale here or whatever at the trade deadline? Um, I, I don't know. They've, um, only got, they've only got one other guy to trade and that's Roquan <laughs> Smith. I mean, fire sale in Chicago, nobody wants what Chicago has to offer other than Roquan Smith. So, um, if Roquan Smith gets moved, I love Roquan Smith. So I'd yeah. love for him to get moved because I hate Chicago. So, um, so no, I don't think you're gonna see a fire sale from Chicago, but Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith are the two names we've heard, um, coming out of Chicago that could be moved. And, uh, you know, so maybe Roquan Smith's next. Yeah, it, it could be. Otherwise, you know, it'd be interesting to see at the trade deadline. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of conversations, um, you know, going on at this stage behind the scene. Usually there's not a lot of big trades, um, this, you know, this would be interesting. It's Seattle's interesting. Cause like you said, they've got a couple of receivers, uh, that could be valuable to people, but Seattle's all of a sudden not doing that bad this season. So, you know, I, I, I don't know, um, 
you know, where that goes and the teams that aren't doing well are going to have good draft picks. You know, it's a good draft for quarterbacks. So um, I, I, you know, I don't know if there may be any big blockbusters or not. There, there could be. I mean, if you got the Eagles making a big move or the Rams going to make a big move, they have history sometime of doing something like that. Uh, Denver's really struggling. Are they going to trade anybody? Um, I don't know. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. I'd love to see Tyler Lockett in Green Bay, maybe more than DK Metcalf. I like DK Metcalf, but Lockett would be a fun one to have. Veteran guy, I think Rodgers would get along with really well as well. Uh, let's get to our picks for this week. We did not do a show last week due to time constraints, and so um, so we did not submit our picks last week for the pick six. Uh, but let's get straight into this week's pick. Again, we pick six games. We pick all the primetime games, so Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games. And then we pick three, just any games of our choosing. We're using the, uh, we pick the spread. We're using the the point spreads from runyourpool.com. And uh, so, Dad, let's get started with Thursday night's game. Uh, it is Baltimore, one and a half point favorite on the road at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, my goodness, what an odd year they're having. Uh, nothing working right, it seems like, for Tampa at this point. Uh, but they're still in it, three and four. Baltimore four and three. They haven't been what we thought they'd be either. So what was your pick on Baltimore at Tampa? Uh, I would take Baltimore to cover um, for one and a half. I think Baltimore is is going to make a turnaround and do better. I don't know that Tampa is headed in the right direction. And, um, I mean, I think Baltimore ought, ought to win that game. So even though it's in Tampa, so I'll go with Baltimore. I picked Baltimore too. I'm not happy. I wouldn't have picked this game if it wasn't one we had to pick. Because um, right. at any moment, things can click for Tom Brady. Until he fails for a whole season, I'm not, you know, it's hard to go against him. But I went against them as well. Baltimore minus one and a half on the road uh, there on Thursday night. Uh, so let's see here. Sunday night, Green Bay Packers are on the road at Buffalo. For the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career, he's a double-digit dog. Ten and a half points. Green Bay on the road. Buffalo is a really good team. At Buffalo is a really hard place to play. Which way did you go with this one? Um, because it's ten and a half, I went with Green Bay. I would like to hope. I would like to hope we can win this one, but definitely be closer than ten and a half. Now it could get away from us, and it could get ugly. But Buffalo's been a little bit up and down. But I mean, boy, when they're on, they are really, really good. Um, you know, you were talking about Green Bay's defense, and I think the potential is there. And I think either they're going to have to have a great game, or it's really going to get away from them quick with um, Allen there. So. Um, we we will you know we will see and but I'll go with Green Bay um, with the ten and a half. Historically, the Packers struggle with guys like Josh Allen. Um, again, they they look like they might be headed to a free fall, but are they? That's the question. Uh, because my name is Vince and I have a son named Brett, I could not pick against Green Bay at ten and a half. So I went Green Bay as well, uh, ten and a half point underdogs in this game. But again, I wouldn't have picked this game. <laughs> if, if yeah. we didn't have to either. That brings us to Monday night, the Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati on the road to Cleveland. Cincinnati is the favorite on the road, three-and-a-half-point favorite here. Um, Cleveland's been relatively impressive with Jacoby Brissett. 
and uh, working their way towards Deshaun Watson being their quarterback. Where did you go with this one on Monday night? This was a little bit hard to pick, but um, I think Cincinnati is really turning it around, so I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Of course, this is quite the rivalry. It's at Cleveland. I think Cleveland's in real trouble. I mean, they're just they're just not winning games, and this could be a game when, you know, the kind of game they could really, you know, come up and, and play good at. But um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati because, boy, they, I, I think they're headed in the right direction and um, I think they can cover that. Yeah, the Bengals are the real deal. I think they're the third best team in the AFC behind Buffalo and Kansas City right now. I think they could argue for the second best team in the AFC and wouldn't be shocking to see them back in the Super Bowl with the amount of talent they have on that team. I, too, am picking Cincinnati minus three and a half at Cleveland. So we've both picked Baltimore, Green Bay, and Cincinnati for our first three. Let's see where we go with the next three. Who's your fourth game this week? I'm going to take Miami over Detroit by three and a half. Um, it's in Detroit, but I think Miami is going to bounce back uh, and do a lot better. And Detroit, Detroit's just not doing well. And um, I, you know, Miami needs to win this game. And three and a half, I've, I'll go with Miami over Detroit. I'm with you. Same thing. I got Miami as well over Detroit. Detroit, you know, they play hard, but Miami's a really good team. I think Miami wins this one um, convincingly. So I, too, picked Miami minus three and a half. All right. So, so far, we picked four of the same stuff. Uh, who's your fifth game? Um, the New England Jets game, and I'll take the Jets. Um, you know, they're down, they're, they're, they're given a point and a half, but I, I think the Jets are really making a move coming on New England. You just never know for the most part, you know, last week, I just didn't see that coming at all. And I think with the Jets being at home and this being a rivalry, I'm surprised they're not favored. Um, so I'll go with the Jets. Uh, I didn't pick this game. Um, but for me, both of these teams, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> so so that's why I stayed away from it uh, completely. But I went the other team in New York, the New York Giants, plus two and a half at Seattle. On the road will be tough, but I'll tell you what, I'm just impressed with what the Giants are doing this year. And I think that the Seattle... Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom Alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as 49 bucks after rebate. Get up to 200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to 200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Montgomery. Front office doesn't want success. So at some point, that's going to crumble as well. I'll go with the Giants plus two and a half at Seattle for my fifth game this week. And then, Dad, your last game, sixth game this week. 
I will take the Las Vegas Raiders over the Saints by a point and a half. I know it's at New Orleans, and that's kind of a tough place to play. But, uh, again, I think the Raiders are rebounding a little bit. They have to. Um, New Orleans, I really don't know where they're at. Um, I guess Winston is not starting a quarterback this week. Um, so, as I look at games, I think Las Vegas should beat New Orleans. All right. I stayed away from this game also for the same reason as I stayed away from New England and New York. I just don't know what you're going to get from either of these teams, really. Uh, so, my last game is Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a favorite this week by three and a half points over Denver. Denver has been absolutely horrible. Uh, Jacksonville has been improved, only two wins so far, but improved. So I'm going to hitch my wagon to the Jags and go Jaguars minus three and a half. I liked it better if it was two and a half, but I'm going to go ahead and take it at three and a half uh, there as well. Let's look at the other games going on in the NFL this week. Minnesota at home. Um, I don't know why I didn't pick this game. There are minus three and a half over Arizona. Uh, I think Minnesota covers that easily. Um, maybe I should have picked them over instead of somebody else, but nonetheless, you're a Minnesota hater. I don't like Minnesota, but I think they're a good team. How do you feel about Minnesota, Arizona? Well, Arizona is a hard one to figure, you know, you see them one week and well, they're, they're, they've fallen apart, you know, they're, and all of a sudden the next week, Hey, maybe they'll win their division. You don't know. And so I, I just don't know. Um, you know, I stayed away from that one again, you know, Minnesota has a good record. Um, I'm not convinced they're a great team, but we, you know, we will see. Um, they do have some great talent, no doubt about that. Um, but I, I just don't see them dominating as the year goes on and this would be the kind of game they could lose, but we'll see. Is there a better receiver in the NFL than Justin Jefferson? Um, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, if I could choose anybody in fantasy, you would definitely want to take them. There are a couple other ones that are real good that would be close, but, um, I don't know if there's anybody better than he is, um, you know, from there. So we will see if it is, it'd be the guy from the same school. Yeah. Jamar Chase. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're right there. They're they're at the top of the class. And Kirk Cousins is good enough to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. He's good enough to throw the ball to Adam Thielen. And if Dalvin Cook stays healthy, that offense is good. The defense, I'm not sold on. The offense, I am. Um, and you know, and I'm counting on Kirk Cousins in fantasy now because Russell Wilson let me down. So so, anyways, I need them to be good. Anyways, all right. Uh, Dallas and Chicago. It's at Dallas. Dallas, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, the Bears won this past weekend convincingly. Um, I, I They're not in my pick six. I did pick them to win this, or not win, to cover this week. But uh, Dallas has Dak Allen back. And I know you've not said one nice thing about Dallas yet this year. I'm reminded of that by one of our listeners. Um, so how does this one go, Dallas and Chicago? Uh, Dallas should win this one. There's no doubt about it um, with Chicago. So I didn't pick it because I'm not sure by, about the line being that well. Be interesting, you know, Prescott being back. And, um, you know, Dallas has played well. Um, and so we'll, they, they shouldn't have any trouble with Chicago. Uh, it's going to be interesting with a couple other teams in their division to see how it goes. But um, like I said, that division's gone from the worst to maybe the best. So we'll see how that goes. 
at least the most entertaining, if yeah. <laughs> not the best. Um, Atlanta hosts Carolina. Carolina had a huge win uh, with P.J. Walker, at quarterback, this last week. Atlanta hosting their four-and-a-half-point favorites. This game will not be entertaining whatsoever, but it'll have some fantasy effect and things like that as well. Christian McCaffrey gone from Carolina now. I'm probably going against Carolina every single week the rest of the way out. Uh, how do you see Atlanta, Carolina? Um, yeah, like you said, I don't know if it'll be a real interesting game there. Um, we'll see. You know, again, I think Marcus Mariota is hanging on. I know you thought he might be gone soon, but we will see um, from there. Um, this could be an interesting game in the division because Tampa really could be going in the wrong direction here. You know, you're right. It's hard to pick against Tom Brady, but if things really fall apart in Tampa, somebody's got to win that division. And, um, you know, um, this, this game here, Atlanta might stay, could stay in the hunt. So we will see. And Carolina really rebounded last week. Didn't see that coming. Um, so, you know, Apparently they're they're energized and um we'll see. Yeah, I mean the NFC South could be won by an eight nine team uh by the end of this season. Uh Pennsylvania, they've got an in-state battle just like Ohio has going on Monday night. Philadelphia is hosting Pittsburgh. Philadelphia ten and a half point favorites. Uh, again, not my pick six, but I actually picked Pittsburgh to cover. I think it's the kind of game that it is. It could stay close. Although I think Philadelphia still wins this game, it's hard for me to go to pick Philadelphia to be seven and zero. Oh, but you know that they're they're a good team. Yeah, they are, and like you said, it is an in-state rivalry game, so that makes it a little bit dangerous. But Pittsburgh is, it, I'm not, they're not really that good, and I think Philadelphia really is good. Um, so it'll, I, I, Philadelphia should win this and, um, but we'll see. I think everybody's waiting for Philadelphia to fold up for a game or two and see what happens. Um, and, and this would be one that could be tough because it is, you know, an in-state rivalry, but, um, I, Philadelphia, Philadelphia may kind of be the real thing here. Maybe so. Tennessee came out with pictures of their uh, supposedly new stadium coming relatively soon. They're going to be on the road in Houston, which is where the Titans originally started. Um, Houston is one and four and one. There are one, only one and a half point dog in this game to Tennessee. Tells you something about how much people think about Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee wins this game. Houston, they again, they try hard, but boy. I was surprised to see this one only one and a half and probably should have picked this one too, like like Minnesota as well. But uh, how do you see Tennessee-Houston? Well, like you said, it's interesting with the line because obviously the people that set the line, you know, feel like they know something going on. So you kind of wonder about that. Being a division game like this, you know, could give Tennessee trouble. Tennessee probably should win it. Uh, without any problem, but um, I don't know. That, that, is, that was interesting about the line. San Francisco now with Christian McCaffrey, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Rams. I was surprised to see this one. I'm going with the Rams, again, not in my pick six, but still picking the Rams to win this game because uh, it's got to click with L.A. at some point, right? 
Yes, I, that's what I think. I think the Rams sh- um, should win this one. You know, everybody kind of wondered about San Francisco, and boy, they got McCaffrey, and it really could help them a lot. But and maybe Kansas City's just that good, but it didn't look it didn't look that good the other night. So, yeah. um, and like I said the Rams have got to rebound a little bit. You would think so. But again, it's a you know it's a it's a division game and um, a lot on the line there in California. Uh, a lot on the line for two quarterbacks. We mentioned it earlier: Indianapolis and Washington. Indianapolis, the favorite, uh, two and a half points at home. Uh, I'm picking Washington in this game because I think Washington's defense is really good. Give Indianapolis a week or two, and I think they'll have things turned around. But um, I mean, this game. What are we getting? I don't know. So Washington, Indianapolis, where do you sit? Yeah, I would pick Washington in this one too because Indianapolis just, you know, hasn't looked like they're going to, you know, do anything there. So we we will see. You know, Washington, like you said, has a good defense. They have, you know, some good offensive, um, you know, players also. So, um, we'll, you know, we'll see, but I'd go Washington. All right. Any other NFL news topics you want to talk about? Uh, no, I, I think, you know, like I said, um, be interesting to see. One thing I did think about today, and I, I don't know that I've heard anything on this with the Packers, um, would be I wonder if how big a deal it may be with Nathaniel Hackett being gone. Um, wow. You know, he, he did a lot of he did a lot of the play design and stuff like that. And I, I, I just wonder, you know, how how much, if any, effect that that has internally. I haven't heard anybody say anything about that. I do know he was very involved and very involved, you know, with Rodgers and everything on designing a lot of the game plan. And um, again, I think, you know, Sinovich does fine, but I, I just I just wonder um if there's anything to that. I don't think so. I think, you know, when you listen to Rogers talk, I think if there was, you would know about it. I think somewhere it would have came up, um, whether it was mentioning other people, other coaches, um, or things like that. It has always been about the young receivers and how they don't run the right route or they're they're dropping passes or those kinds of things. And I don't think it has anything to do with the coaching staff. Um, they got to get a hold of it, no doubt about that. But I don't think Hackett is – is uh, there's something that you lose when you lose an offensive coordinator, especially one that you had success under. But he wasn't the same kind of offensive coordinator, although he was involved. They all are. Um, and obviously, Hackett's not working out in Denver, which doesn't mean it wasn't helpful for Green Bay. But I don't think I don't think that has anything to do with it, or else I think you would have heard something in regards to the coaching staff from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's move on to baseball. The World Series uh, starts off on Friday. Phillies and the Astros, just like we predicted at the beginning of the season. Yes. Um, uh, I did predict the Astros. I did not predict the Phillies. Uh, Phillies, 87 wins. Astros, 106 wins. Uh, I picked Houston before the season starts to win the World Series. I'll stick with that. But Philadelphia's been hot. Here's my thing, Dad, is had they picked up a day or two after Philadelphia ended their series, I think Philadelphia had a better chance. But now they've both had time to sit, so that rhythm, uh, that mojo isn't there anymore. I think Houston comes out and wins this series. I'll call it in five games. I think Houston's that good. 
Yeah, I again, I think it'll be a good World Series. Um, I think Philadelphia will still be very competitive um, from there. And again, you know, boy, they've got a lot of hitters. And um, again, if they could get momentum, um, you know, win, win one of the games. I assume it starts in Houston. Is that right? Yes. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Okay. If they could win one of the games there, then, um, you know, they'd have some momentum going back. And I'm sure things are crazy in Philadelphia, just like they are in Houston. So, um, it, it, it'd be very interesting to see. I talked to my Phillies insider today. And of course, he's, um, you know, he's very happy, of course, excited that they're there. Uh, you know, like he said, just, you know, in baseball, the hot team, you get a team that's hot. And that's really what happened with Philadelphia. Uh, he feels like there's no pressure on them. They can play loose. They can come in ready to go. And um, he thinks that's an advantage as a fan. He's, he's told me a couple of things interesting. He said he was expecting the Phillies to be um, contending for the World Series next year or the year after. I guess there's a minor league pitcher that he says will be a definite starter next year and a center guard comes back. So he said to him, this is just gravy that they're in the World Series this year. He's really excited about what's coming in the future. And uh, if they, you know, if they play loose, but like you said, Houston's a very good team. So I don't think they'll get snuck up on there. And um, again, I mean, I'm for the Phillies because I got a friend that's a Phillies fan. So I'll say the Phillies in seven. I got friends that are Philly fans. Doesn't make me cheer for Philly. Um, <laughs> they, that's funny. It's all just gravy because next year they're going to be better. You know, that's just coping uh, ahead of time. So that if they do lose, he's already got the narrative set up for him. Uh, appreciate you, Patrick. But um, Sunday was the last time these teams played. They'll meet on Friday. It's a it's a two three two series. So Friday, Saturday in Philly and uh, Houston, excuse me. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Philadelphia, and then they'll close it out Friday, Saturday if needed in Houston uh, there as well. Uh, hopefully, it's a fun. I love the World Series. It it is one of my favorite sports events ever um it's always entertaining it's always um electric i i absolutely love the world series so we'll see how that one shakes out let's close up with college football talk dad um maybe next week we'll be talking about aaron judge to the giants but we'll wait on that that news to break uh, so let's go ahead and get though to college football some big games this week ohio state penn state oklahoma state kansas state Tennessee and Kentucky, all the ranked versus ranked teams. 
Um, Ohio State, Penn State, Dad. Uh, I mean, Ohio State looks like they may be the best team in the nation. Yeah, that's sure what they've looked like. I mean, they've played teams where you thought, boy, this could maybe be close, and they have really dominated. And I think very easily they could end up being the number one seed uh, in the tournament if they keep playing like they do now. Um, Oklahoma, Penn State, most people don't really care about that game, honestly. Um, but I think Oklahoma State's really good, and I think they're going to bounce back and uh, get a win this week against Kansas State. Um, and then, again, where I live, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. So Kentucky-Tennessee is a big deal. I grew up in Tennessee. All we did was make fun of Kentucky. Um, I've been a little bit more tame since I've been here, but Tennessee is good, and Kentucky – it's not as good as they think they are. I think Tennessee wins this game as well. It's at home, which which helps things too. Um, I just you know I don't think this is the game Tennessee loses. No, I, I Tennessee does seem like the real thing, and it's at home, and I think they know what's you know what's in front of them here. So we'll see. The coaches seem to coach seems to you know they seem to be well coached. And it's very interesting to me the comments he makes after the games and things like that. He seems to just keep it very much of, you know, hey, boy, these guys are really competing. You know, they're really fighting. Doesn't seem like he puts a lot of pressure on the situation. And, you know, they've got a tremendous offense. They've got weapons. And, of course, they're still missing a receiver. If they're, As long as their defense plays well, um, you know, they're going to be hard to beat, and they'd be real hard for Kentucky to beat. So, You're trimming down your options for the Final Four for the playoff spots. Right now, undefeated teams towards the top. Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, and TCU. Alabama's ranked number six at the moment as well. Oregon and USC, both uh, uh, West teams that are one loss. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions. Question number one, how many SEC teams are in the playoffs? Um, I think it'll be two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it could be three. (laughs) If the chips fall the right way, if the chips fall the right way, it could be three. I'd be shocked if that was the case, but it's very possible. Um, two is probably right. Uh, when you look at your final four, Right now, the four is Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan. Michigan, Ohio State will play each other. Um, Georgia and Tennessee will play each other. You got Clemson right on the outside. TCU is down there at seven. And again, Alabama's still sniffing around. They won't move in until the, until whether or not they make the SEC championship game. Uh, Clemson doesn't look like a final four team. And I don't, I didn't think they were going to make it anyhow. I had USC as my fourth team. I had Georgia, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, and USC as my four. Now I don't think that's the four anymore, but I don't know who it is. Do you have any idea who's going to be that final four? Um, well, I, you know, right now you couldn't argue with the top four that are ranked, but like you said, Michigan's going to play Ohio State and may end up even playing them twice, and mm-hmm. Tennessee is going to play Georgia so um, that could change things. The question is, and this always comes up, if if a Power 5 team that's undefeated, you know, would they get left out? Well, I think that has happened before, but, um, you know, it, it depends who the one-loss team is. Um, so you have to keep an eye on Clemson and TCU. If they yeah. stay undefeated, um, 
you know, will one or both of them move up because you're going to have somebody else with at least one loss. I think it's going to, at this point of the season, it, it does start to come down to style points. People yeah. will have to beat people and they have to beat people significantly uh, there. And I think some of the ones with the one loss is going to depend, you know, if Tennessee lost to Georgia, but it was really, really close, Tennessee could stay in the hunt um, with this. And uh, could even be that way with Michigan and Ohio State. Um, and then, you know, again, if Clemson loses a game and TCU loses a game, the more you're going to have a lot of one-loss teams. Somebody from the West, you're going to have maybe Oklahoma State. You're going to have a lot of people up there. And so what happens then, you know, with Alabama? What if Alabama does get in the, in the SEC championship, but they lose? They've got two losses. I don't think they would jump somebody this year with two losses um, and being who no. they've lost to. I don't think that would happen. So they, you know, there, there's going to be, and there's a lot of football left. What four or five yeah. weeks? So there's, there's games left, and we'll, we'll know more in, in a couple yeah. weeks um, there. And um, you know, we'll, we'll looking, see, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking at TCU schedule. They don't, they don't play anybody. They got West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, who's getting some garnering some interest again. Baylor, who's having a down year, and Iowa State, who's having a down year. So TCU has a hard time building a resume to get to that to get to that that playoff spot. Clemson's kind of similar. Um, they don't really have that big win. Uh, they beat uh, Georgia Tech to start the season. They got Furman. They got Louisiana Tech. They beat Wake Forest, who was ranked, but they barely beat them in double overtime. They beat NC State by ten, who was ranked. They beat Boston College, Florida State. Uh, Syracuse, who was ranked as well. Now they got Notre Dame, uh, who's kind of doing better. Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. You know, I'm not sure there's enough there to build a resume to get over a one-loss SEC team. Um, you might see two SEC teams, Georgia-Tennessee or Georgia-Alabama or Tennessee-Alabama, and two Big Ten teams, Ohio State and Michigan, depending on how those games play out. Um, Oregon could sneak in. They're a one-loss team uh, That's that's got a lot of points for them. So Oregon's probably that other team that could sneak back in at a one-loss as a champion, that is, one-loss champion uh, from there as well. So it's going to be an interesting end of the year. But again, uh, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, they're ever, someone's going to have a loss. <laughs> so at least two of those teams are going to have a loss. Uh, before the season ends. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But it's been fun. Um, saw one guy say that Tennessee has ruined the NFL for him because he watches Tennessee on Saturday, and it's so fun and exciting. He turns on the NFL, and the offense is just boring after watching Tennessee play a game. They are a fun team to watch, and it's great to see them back at it again. All right, Dad, I got nothing else. You got anything? No, I mean, again, college football has been real interesting, and it's going to be, you know, because we've got several weeks left. And I think it it shows why college football is so popular and there is so much money involved in it. Because you have teams this year, the good thing is teams that the fan base has not been excited and, and about football in the last few years or in a while that all of a sudden have been. Syracuse, Illinois, 
South Carolina. I looked at South Carolina. You know, we didn't think they'd be any, you know, anything. And all of a sudden here, they're winning, you know, SEC games. Of course, Wake Forest was good last year, but they're good again this year. Those are fan bases that haven't, you know, had a lot of excitement. And there's probably others down the line, too. So when you look at the top 25, you know, they're, they're, it, it, it's a different situation. Now, you know, we got five games left, so there's going to be teams with three or four losses before it's all over with because they're playing each other. But I think it's been a great year for college football and a big good weekend this weekend. For the record, I said that South Carolina would be on the rise this year. I had them going over six wins. They're at five wins currently. Uh, so where you say nobody saw that one coming, I'd like to at least say I saw it a little bit. Um, I got, I had over on Vanderbilt, hit that one. Um, I had over on Missouri. They're at three wins. They got to get, get the six. Um, I had under on Florida. That was seven. They're at four. That's looking decent. Um, I had under on Kentucky, eight and a half. They're at five. So that one's not looking good over on Tennessee. Uh, so there's some in there. We have to go back and look at that yeah, here and sometime soon as we get towards the end of the season, see how we did on, on some of those things. Um, but you're right. A lot of that has been fun. It's been fun to see some different teams in the top 25, even if it's just for a week or two. Um, it has been, has been fun to see all that around. Uh, I want to encourage people to go back and uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go, go back and listen to previous episodes. Um, this week uh, in my local hour, covering Eastern Kentucky University. Um, we talked with two football players, Ryan Jackson and Cornelius McCoy, but we also played an interview from Matt Roan that I had with the athletic director on Saturday. We talked about conference realignment, and uh, I thought some really interesting stuff there with him. Uh, so go back and listen to that. We'll be back next Wednesday morning with another local hour episode and ideally next Wednesday night with another live episode just like this talking all things sports, looking at the NFL trade deadline next week. Uh, we'll be talking about anything that happened there. Of course, uh, the World Series and everything going on in the NFL, including our picks each week. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.